Well, welcome to another edition of uh, Believe in the Bronx. Uh, Pete Caldera here in Cleveland. Mike Stanton uh, back in the Houston studios. Uh, on this edition, uh, we'll talk about some things we're encouraged about with the Yankees, a few things we're worried about, um, some injury updates, and uh, I will try to jog uh, Mike's memory on the 1998 uh, season. It's the Good luck with that. Of that, yes. <laughs> that'll be fun. Um, you know, right off the bat, Mike, um, uh, Aaron Boone has, uh, in the first 10 games, has had uh, six or seven different outfield combinations. Um, uh, and the most popular, wrote this down, is Oswaldo Cabrera in left, Aaron Judge in center. And you wouldn't have thought this uh, on opening day, but Franchi Cordero in right. And, um, you know, here's a guy that uh, left-handed power hitter, and that's an element on the Yankees we've talked about that they certainly lack, lack that uh, you would expect to be part of a, of a powerhouse Yankee team, left-handed power, especially in the Bronx in a Yankee stadium. Right. Um, it's a small sample size, uh, but Franchi Cordero has gotten their attention, and he is now playing against right-handed starters, and uh, he has become – sort of a staple in, in their lineup now. Now, we don't know if this is going to continue. Uh, but as of now, he has put himself in play as being a guy that uh, they're hoping to rely upon uh, in like the five, six, seven spot in their lineup. Well, we knew going into the season that it was going to be, there's going to be a turnstile in the outfield, that it wasn't going to be a set outfield. And, you know, what what Aaron is really doing here, he's just playing the hot hand. You know, and it, it's great that Cordero has been able to to get hot here early. He plays good defense. You know, so that's all that's all a positive. Now, how long will it be? How long does he have to go in order to struggle a little bit and stay out there? We'll have to wait and see on that. But it's it's probably going to be it's going to be more than just a couple of weeks. Having seven different combinations in what they played eleven or twelve games. That's kind of high. That's uh, but you, you know, like you said, you, we knew going into this that it, it was going to be a revolving door in that outfield. Um, you know, this combination that you just talked about—that's not one that we would have really predicted. But hey, whoever's hot's going to be out there because if you look at this lineup, it is very, very top heavy. Not a whole lot of oh, not a whole lot of offense coming from the bottom half of that lineup. Yeah, in fact, uh, the other uh, night in Cleveland, you had. Um, Jose Trevino batting sixth in their lineup. Right. That's, uh, that's not something you, you'd anticipate uh, from this team. But, uh, you know, listen, part of that outfield is that, you know, the center fielder Bader has not played yet. They're, they're hoping to get him back in a couple of weeks. That'll change the dynamic right now. I mean, Aaron Hicks is is just – he doesn't play. Uh, right. Don't know what – you know, just has no standing on, on this club now. Um, they brought up Willie Calhoun, who's another left-handed hitting uh, – corner outfielder who can uh, uh, serve as a DH uh, occasionally against right-handed uh, pitching too. Um, but, uh, you know, Cabrera has you know, has a role on this team, uh, a regular role, uh, and mostly in the outfield. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton has uh, put himself in play as, you know, an occasional corner outfielder, and they would like to get him out there uh, at, at least a third of the time uh, yeah. defensively because it helps his offense. Um and then you you have Aaron Judge, obviously the the anchor there, and I, I think they anticipated him playing more right field than center field. But uh, the the Bader situation being what it is, Aaron Judge is out there in center field a lot. Yeah, and, and I think Aaron's okay with that. I mean, obviously yeah. you don't want. I mean, this is a large human being. 
Um, that's a lot of ground to cover when he's in center field. And that's really the, the, the only concern here. It's not that he can't do it. He's shown he can do it. He can be an exceptional center fielder. Um, you know, he's a gold glove right fielder, but you know, this is just one of those situations that I don't think Aaron really minds it. Um, no, he loves playing out there. Yeah. I think it was just about the, the wear and tear, Mike. Yeah. They, were, they were considering it's, it's, uh, it's from, the wear and tear on the knees. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. So, you know, um, and just getting back to, to Cordero, I mean, he's again, small sample size, uh, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, he's the, the most he's ever played in a major league season was last year with the Red Sox, 275 uh, plate appearances and, and his OPS was, was under 700 now. Yeah. Um, not a regular player. You wouldn't expect him to be a regular player, uh, you know, on this club, but, uh, but, but here we are. So um, that, that's, uh, that's one thing uh, that, that's going on with the Yankees. The, the other part is that uh, when are they getting some of these injury guys back? Uh, mm -hmm. Luis Severino had a, uh, his first bullpen session. He's still dealing with that lat issue. You know, this is, this is looking more and more like um, last summer when uh, he had a lat issue that, that cost him two months. Yeah. Um, you know, Initially, he thought three or four starts he'd, he'd miss uh, off the bat. Now, if, he, if he's just off a mound now, and it's uh, you know we're approaching mid-April uh, on the conservative side, you know you're, you're probably looking at mid-May at the earliest to get it back into the rotation. Um, they're just slow playing him, uh, and they've yeah. slow played Carlos Rodon with the uh, with the elbow strain too, and he's about to face live batters uh, for the first time uh, in. Uh, now that we're in mid-April. So, I mean, mm -hmm. those two guys, you're, you're looking at mid-May at the earliest right now, Mike. Yeah, I think that's being overly optimistic. I mean, that's if there are no setbacks. That is, is everything goes at uh, as scripted. You know, for Severino, he threw 22 pitches. I always think it's 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 a little funny that somebody's actually counting every pitch he throws. But good round number, 22 pitches in his bullpen yeah. session. Everybody said it went fine. He felt fine. The most important thing with Severino is how does he feel today? You know, it's it's one thing to feel right. good when you're throwing, but a lot of times soreness doesn't show up till the very next day. Uh, so we'll see how he's feeling when he gets to the ballpark today. Um, and it, you listen, there's there's multiple steps he has to go through, and he's still at the very top uh, uh, of that list. So we'll have to wait and see. It does seem like Rodon is a little bit further along since he is facing hitters. The pitch count is getting up there, but you have to remember if it. it, it these guys basically have missed spring training now. You yeah. know, they've been out long enough that anything, uh, any uh, any arm strength they had gotten prior to them going on the IL or prior to the injury has kind of gone away. So they have to rebuild again. Now, it doesn't have to be seven weeks like a regular spring training. You actually, you know, put that on fast forward, but it's really up to the pitcher himself. It's really up to how they feel and, and how, how much they want to push. I think with Severino, you can push him a little bit faster because it is a lat issue. You know, Rodon, it's a little different story because it's a, it's an arm. It's actually his arm, his his forearm um, that, that was the issue. So I think you want to take it a little bit easier. But it does seem like Rodon is a little bit more advanced. You know, uh, we're two weeks into the season. And, you know, they've already got a bunch of injuries that are piling up. But... The light at the end of the tunnel is it looks like all these guys are progressing, including Bader. Bader's already hitting. He's throwing. He's doing all the things he needs to do. So I think he's 
a lot closer than the two pitchers are. Still going to take a little bit of time because you want to make sure you do not re-aggravate that oblique issue because then it turns into not weeks, yeah. it turns into months. Right, yeah, he's still he, he's yet to go out on a, a rehab assignment, right. but uh, but you know he should be facing. Uh, but from all reports, it does seem like that's right around the corner. Maybe yeah, yeah, they should be April. facing live pitching soon. And then once he once he once he goes out on the rehab, I know the the max is twenty games or twenty days, but he doesn't have to spend that long. You know, if he's feeling good at the plate, I mean, we've seen guys over the years come back in just a couple games. I don't know if that's going to be uh, Harrison Bader or not. They may give him a little bit more time, depending on how – a lot of it's going to depend on how the team's playing. You know, uh, with there's if there's an urgency, which there isn't right now. The Yankees are doing just fine. But if there's an urgency, a lot of times, okay, well, if you're going to get – if you're going to get A-Bs at the minor league level, we might as well bring you up and you can get A-Bs at the big league level. Right, and uh, he would go a long way to helping the, the balance of that lineup right now, too, because it's a lineup yeah. that, that they anticipate him being in. Uh, you know, uh, you mentioned uh, the buildup of of, um, of uh, Severino and, and Radon having to basically go through a spring training again. You know, Radon had only thrown uh, part of one start in, in, in spring training, but, yeah, you know, Severino had basically completed camp. Uh, you know, that, that injury happened uh, uh, in late March, so – um, you would anticipate. I guess that, that is true. That is true. I, I, I thought steady, it was earlier than that. Yeah, might would be could be quicker, and um, you know, listen. I mean, not not to say that. Uh, I mean, every every player is a is is an asset that uh, you know you want to uh, protect. But in Severino's case, you know, this is a guy whose contract is he's in free agent walk year right yeah. right now. That uh, you know that the Yankees uh, don't have an investment in him beyond this year as they do with Radon, who just signed a $162 million long-term contract in, in free agency. Um, if the player's telling you, I'm, I'm ready to go, I, I, yeah. can, I can push this, you know, I, I think at this point with, with Severino, maybe you gotta, you, you've got to, you know, take the harness off and, and just let him, let him go. Um, sure. You know, he, was, he was out there. He said, you know, I thought maybe he'd be throwing just fastballs the first time out that 22 pitches off the mound. He he said he was throwing everything and a splitter, which is not something that uh, is in his arsenal. So um, <laughs> he's, he's even experimenting with stuff right yeah. now. So, uh, so that means he feels pretty good. Yeah, I mean, a, a, as a former good. pitcher, you know, if you're able to do that. But again, since we're not talking about an elbow ish, issue, we're talking about a lat, yeah. the, the different pitches really – in my opinion, they don't matter all that much because you're not really going to change the way you throw as far as how the lat reacts to your throwing motion. You know, when you're, if it's an elbow issue, yeah, you're manipulating the ball, you're doing different things with pronation. Um, so that's a little bit different. That's where Rodon, you know, he probably is just throwing fastballs right now. He hasn't started spinning the ball, or if he did, he's only throwing a couple. Whereas Severino, yeah, I, I didn't realize that the injury uh, – I didn't remember that the injury was later in March. Um, so maybe he does still have some arm strength built up some, so maybe it won't take as long for him to come back. But again, you know, you want him to go into the rotation. I, personally, I would want him to get his pitch count up to at least 75 before he comes back mm -hmm. up to the big leagues, just simply because if it's less than that – all you're doing is taxing your bullpen along with wondering if he's going to be healthy while he's on the mound. Right. And, uh, you know, some of the replacements in that rotation uh, have been having a tough time. Uh, Clark Schmidt's first couple outings have, have not been good. He hasn't gotten right. uh, past the uh, 
out of the fourth inning, uh, Domingo Herman is, is coming off a clunker. Um, you know, they're, they're going to need these guys and they don't want to have the, uh, Tampa Bay Rays get too far ahead of them in, in this East and doesn't seem to, they don't seem to lose uh, right now. <laughs> they haven't lost yet as, as of yeah, this. The Rays, the Rays are crazy point. hot. They're crazy yeah. hot. But I, I'm going to go out on a, a very thin limb and say that the Tampa Bay Rays are going to lose at some point this year. We'll not go 162-0. Uh, <laughs> and the Yankees face them in early May at Tampa Bay. It'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, just another couple things on the injury front. Um, since the last time we got together, the Yankees have lost uh, um, uh, Jonathan Loisega, uh for an indeterminate amount of time with, with uh, elbow inflammation. That's that, that's a big loss for that open because – this is a guy they uh, anticipated, uh, you know, being obviously one of their their key setup setup guys. And the way that the Yankees bullpen is set up uh, with right-handers that you know they feel can get left-handers out. Yeah. Uh, you know the the structure of this bullpen, and I, I think you can speak to it better than anyone, Mike. Uh, they have one left-hander in in that pen in, in Wandy Peralta, mm-hmm. and he's a good one. But you know, you come up with some matchup issues now because you don't have. Loisega in that pen. You don't have yeah. Tommy Canely, who's now on the 60-day uh, IL transfer. You won't see him till probably late May, early June uh, with the biceps tendonitis. And, and Lou Trevino, we still don't know exactly when uh, he's coming back from his elbow uh, issues. So that's that's three key guys out of the bullpen now that, that you don't have. Yeah, and, and that's a big blow, especially when you talk about a rotation that's not uh, that that isn't the guys you want in there. And They're not going very deep. It's one thing that if you give up a few runs, you still give me six innings. That's fine. But when when you're like yesterday's game, when you're coming out in the fourth inning, uh, that's just taxing the bullpen. Now, Colton Brewer did an outstanding job of pitching himself out of trouble, uh, pitching the team out of trouble, and uh, giving them some quality innings. But – you know, you're talking about a guy that wasn't even in the organization last year. He he came over from the the Rays. So uh, that's um, you know. This is different year. It seems like the same issues for the Yankees that we've seen over the last couple of years, which is injuries. But yeah, you're going to have to get some more innings out of the rotation. These guys are going to have to throw strikes. That's what Herman's problem was yesterday. Five walks. Uh, the pitch count just got too elevated. So you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to have these guys pound the zone a little bit more. Even if you give up a few runs, you're going to have to get some innings or else you're just going to kill that bullpen. Yeah, uh, and just Loisga is a is a no throw for for ten or fifteen days. Yeah. Right Anytime you see elbow flexor tendon, any of those, I mean, to me, it just throws up a huge red flag. And you got to remember, I mean, Jonathan uh, throws extremely hard, high nineties, a hundred miles an hour, has pretty clean mechanics, but this isn't a big dude. Um, you know, arms just really aren't that prepared to to carry that velocity like he does. So keep our fingers crossed that it doesn't grow to something bigger than it is already. But yeah, he's going to be gone for a little while. Yeah. Um, before we uh, wrap this up, I, I promised I would I would try to test your memory about the 1998 <laughs> 25th anniversary of that. that yeah. Club. Uh, do you remember uh, getting off to a but not so hot start. The oh yeah, lost the West Coast. The yes, five games. Do you recall the uh, the meeting that Joe Torre had in Seattle and uh, what he said and what the impact that had on the on the club going forward? I vaguely remember the meeting. I don't remember what he said. Joe didn't have a whole lot of meetings, and I, I think that's the way it's supposed to be. Just simply because 
you know, if you have meetings all the time, they kind of lose their luster. Uh, I don't remember exactly what Joseph, I do remember the bad start. I think, what was it? We went out there and played an exhibition game against San Diego State or something like that. That's when Mariano blew out his groin. So uh, that was right before the season started. Yeah, you had to close a, a, a few games in Seattle. In early yeah. April. yeah, yeah. That I they put me into the closers role. I remember I got a save in Seattle. I think it was getaway day, and it was it was not a pretty save. I mean, there were runners all over everywhere. I got out of it some way, uh, some way somehow. But I also remember reports. Now we hadn't even been home yet. We started on the West Coast, right. uh, and. Did not play well. Who was the first series against? Was that Oakland? Uh, was it Anaheim? Anaheim. Uh, well, it was Angels. Yeah. I think it was the Angels. Yeah. And I think the Angels wiped the floor with us. And then we go to Seattle. We didn't play well in Seattle. And you got to remember, in 97, the year before, we got knocked out by the Indians in the first round after winning the World Series in 96, which I wasn't on that team. I was with right. the Texas Rangers. Um yeah, and the you know the tabloids back in New York are already calling for Joe's head. We haven't even been home yet, and yeah. they're already calling for Joe to be fired. Well, good thing they didn't do that. Good thing you didn't listen to the tabloids because it ends up being one of the best teams in baseball history. Right. You know, I almost forgot you were on that '96 Texas team that played the Yankees in the yeah. first round of playoffs. I actually got one of the lot. We went. Yeah, we went up two and zero in that series. And um, I got one of the losses in Yankee Stadium when Dean Palmer threw the ball away. Threw the ball away in third base. Yeah, that. yeah that's, that's right. Yeah, that right. That 96 uh, run almost ended before it began for the Yankees. Right. So, and then, uh, yeah, I can tell you the truth. As a Texas Ranger, especially going up 2-0, we said these guys are done. We had a good team. The Rangers had a good team. We could uh, pitch. Juan we Gonzalez. Could so, yeah, oh, my gosh. A lot of, a lot of Pugs behind the plate. Yep. Um, didn't have the greatest rotation. Had a pretty good bullpen. But um, yeah, it that was we once we went up 2 0, we were looking to the next series. Well, you can't do that in a five game series, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we are early. So, what did Joe early. say? You got to tell, tell well, I don't remember what Joe said. I remember the meeting, yeah. but I don't remember what Joe said. Well, it, somehow it, it impacted the team. I think you, you, you just you, you basically didn't lose after that, that's right. Uh, well, that yeah, was yeah. the thing about I mean, we end up going, it, it, it's, it's on the championship ring. We end up going 125 and 50 that season. Okay. We were 75 games over 500. That includes the playoffs. And I remember it, you know, you're right. It was like we didn't lose. If we ever did lose, I think it kind of just ticked us off and we can go on another long winning streak. It was, pre it was pretty remarkable how many games we were able to pull off that year. Yeah. That's right. I mean, I, I guess the, the, the next, uh, you know, red flag was, was when you were down 2 1 in Cleveland in the, uh, in the ALCS yeah. before ha having to come back on that. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into the uh, 98 <laughs> season occasionally during uh, this year because uh, we like to mark, mark anniversaries on, on this program. But uh, uh, but we thank you for uh, for watching, for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Pete Caldera from Cleveland, Mike Stanton in Houston, and uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you again. Adios.